Hi there, this is DJ Tex from Sheet Harbor Radio. I'm here with local singer-songwriter Natalie Leducer, and uh, we're here to talk about her song. Uh, She's still hoping. She's still hoping. Hi, Roscoe. Hi. So, tell me about the song. It was my very first song that I recorded in 2011, and that was following what happened to the very unfortunate event that happened to my sister when she, um, her late partner, um, Richard, passed away uh, due to a suicide and some mental health issues that he was dealing with and could no longer uh, be able to suffer from that and so decided to end his life. So it was a very tragic event and from that came the song. She's still hoping. Yes, and it's about your sister still hoping for, for love and to move past after, after her partner's death, correct? At the time, yes. Yeah. And has she moved past the death, or is she still is she still hoping? <laughs> uh, no, she's not still hoping. Actually, she uh, has met somebody else, and uh, is very happy with that person. And uh, it took her a while, of course, because mm -hmm. uh, with that comes guilt. Right, and she has to go through the different stages of grief, of course. Um, but um, I would say a few years later, she was able to find someone else, and who's there to stay, and um, they're very happy, and things are well now. I imagine she was probably depressed for a period of time as well. Very much. Yeah. She was very depressed for quite a while and felt a lot of guilt. Also, in the mix, um, they had a son together, yeah. and uh, he was, he kind of like uh, rebelled for a while. He, he was only like seven years old at the time, right? So he rebelled for a while. He was very sad, missing his dad, was very overprotective of my sister because he had lost one parent uh, was very afraid of losing the other. Yeah. So she had some trouble with that for a while, but um, uh, now he's rehabilitated and things are much better now. That's very nice to hear. It's kind of a, it's a very heartwarming story. It started with a tragic end, but it, it kind of had a happy ending. Yes, it has a happy ending now, because she also has uh, three other children as well, but I mean, they're, uh, 18, 19, and 20 now. So at the time, they were in their teenage years and, of course, had a better understanding, not to say that they didn't feel sadness or grief, but um, they had a better understanding of what had happened. You know, they, they weren't rebelling and feeling like they were going to lose their mother because of what happened. It was the little guy that uh, was feeling that pain so much. Yeah. It must have been very hard for him to lose his father at such a young age. It was very difficult because, of course, um, the other children, as you would know, the other children at school, you know, would ask what happened to your dad, and and it took, um, and he knows what happened. Uh, he knows that his dad had committed suicide, and uh, he openly just talked about it. But um, I think. A couple of years later down the road, um, when you're a child and you get to a point in your life where you have a better understanding of what's of se several situations in life, it became harder on him and it really hit him that, oh my God, like 
what it, this is what suicide is all about. And so um, it was difficult for him at, the, at that point. But now he's, um, I wouldn't say like he doesn't miss his dad, he always, always will. But um, he's at a point now where he has a better understanding and uh, is much, much closer to his siblings and, of course, very close to his mom, my yeah. sister. I imagine. And so you wrote this song uh, based off of this uh, terrible tragedy. I did. You know what's interesting is that my I get this uh, call from my mother one day. Uh, actually, you know, um, something else that's even more interesting is that it happened at this time of year. Oh. In 2011, it happened in January. I was thinking of that when I was driving here this morning, like, oh my God, you know, it happened in January and here I am coming to do an interview at the same time of year, right? Um, my mother called me and then told me my sister had gone through something really horrible, so I called my sister and uh, we talked about it and I was living in Hammonds Plains in Nova Scotia and I just went up, took a flight, went up, I was there for her for a week because you have to deal with policemen, you have to deal with lawyers, you have to deal with notaries and so on and she just, she just couldn't keep it together so I, I held her up. You know, I was her, I held a fort for her all week. And um, I came back home, and of course I was, you know, going through that pain myself and everything. And one day I was sitting on the deck, and uh, the song came to me. Because I wasn't expecting to, to write a song about him. I, it just came to me. And it was exactly what had happened to her, and it just, it just was flowing just so easily for me and it just happened and I recorded it at uh, Denmark Productions in, uh, in Halifax. Wow, sometimes the best songs are songs that you just you just get just like that. Absolutely, I think when your emotions are raw is when you can write the best song at times. It's not mm -hmm. when you're like, okay, what can I sing about or what can I write about? It's really, for me, it's always been like that. It's when there's this situation that happens in my life or to a friend of mine or a member of the community that uh, it happens to, that it's, it seems that to me, that's when I write the best. That's when my songs just flow the best. And that's what happened with this very first song of mine. It's, it's almost saddening that your first song that you ever wrote kind of came out of a tragedy. It did, but you know, it's, uh, it's an everlasting one. And um, my sister, um, uh, of course she cried when she heard the song at first, but uh, she's, uh, she feels honored that I did that for her. And, um, and she loves the song, of course. And even today when she listens to it, yes, she gets some um, melancholy yeah. about it, but um, she's in a different place now. She, yeah. She's happy now. She's gone through this. She's well surrounded, and she has a beautiful family that, uh, that loves her and takes, yeah. takes care her. of her. Yeah. yeah. I imagine the song, when you first wrote it, probably gave her a lot of comfort. It did, actually. It did. Um, and for some reason, it helped me get through the grieving part of it, too, by just expressing those you, words. You took a song that was out of a tragedy and you made it a beautiful thing, a thing that it's a, it's, it made people happy, you know, gave them hope. Well, that's why 
I wanted, um, as you know, as you know, like we singer-songwriters are always looking for like this perfect title, right? And she's still hoping for me was just like the perfect title because I, for me, it's always about writing a song that, it can be a song that is sad at the beginning, but there not, always needs to be some kind of a hoping twist at the end. And that's exactly yeah. what I was able to accomplish with this one. Definitely. It's kind of like a, a hope and light at the end of the tunnel. So Absolutely. Because mental health issues are, um, it's still very taboo. You know, very although much. it's there's been so much work done and there's so many uh, health providers that are trying to demystify the whole thing, the whole issues about mental health, um, that it's... Um, it's unfortunate that it's still taboo that we still look at those people and we say oh my god you, you just don't want to go too close to those people You're just overreacting exactly i have friends uh that are dealing with different mental health issues uh which is uh whether it's like deep depression uh bipolar uh schizophrenia and uh, i mean as long as they get they go and get the help that they need and they they keep their dignity within that and they they keep being surrounded by their family and friends and um and they really um understand what is happening to them and that it's uh it's a condition it's an illness but they're not the illness they they are That's so much more them. than that it's yeah. no the illness should not define who you are as a person it's only part of you you know and that's the important thing exactly when, uh, you're talking about mental health it's it's only a portion of you it's not what makes you you it's just it's just something that you have to you have to deal with every day but it can be dealt with that's the thing it's it's not a terminal illness by any means it's, no, it's something not. that it's something that you can uh, get help for you can talk to people with absolutely you can it's not the end of the road for them. There's it's always not. and there's always that light at the end of the tunnel. Absolutely. You know, and uh, I agree. And if you don't have the support network in place, you can always go to places like uh, like uh, counselors. Uh, you know, find some friends. I'm not suggesting this, but you could also always knock on a neighbor's door, maybe a neighbor you trust, and <laughs> maybe go over for a chat. But that's all it needs to be. All it takes is a chat to make yourself. Yeah feel better to to lighten yourself up yes and I agree with you and also I think uh, um, respect is a big thing in there too Definitely. you know for people to be to feel respected as you say it doesn't define who you are it's only part of who you are you know we all have skeletons in our closet that we're dealing with most of us and some of them is mental health some others it's alcohol some others you know it's it's different things but um yeah it's it doesn't define us it's just part it's a part of us but there's so much more i think that a person has to offer than just the illness itself just the illness. and that it's and that aspect is all is uh showcased a little bit in your song you know, she says that she's going through a terrible time, mm -hmm. but you know, there's always hope there too. Absolutely. Yes. 
Yes. Well, he was also dealing with different uh, addictions too because often with mental health issues what happens, mm -hmm. what can happen is that people have different addictions, right? To Whether cope with it. Yeah. Whether it's like alcohol, drugs, gambling, and um, one of his was gambling definitely. Um, didn't have a very uh, good childhood and uh, I think sometimes mental health issues also don't stem uh, genetically as well, but it's something you could be caused by a trauma in your life. Trauma, definitely. Uh, yeah, you know, so that definitely brings you there. But yeah. it was unfortunate. He was a great guy and everything, but uh, obviously um, he was because um, he left a letter. Right? They often leave a letter when they commit yes. suicide, and um, he just uh, was tired of suffering and he wanted her to just move way. along. Move on, yeah. yeah. I'm, it was more of a, you know, uh, this is the only way I see out, you know. You don't have to live with my pain anymore. That's right. And you don't have to live with me suffering, right? Yes. So, yeah. But he could have always uh, reached out and, and gotten help if he yeah. had. But he didn't wanted, want to, didn't you see. Want. So th this is, it's interesting you bring that up. It's one case, uh, this is one case where he, he had too much pride or whatever or he just didn't feel like anybody could help him and I agree with you there's a variety uh, of people out there you know uh, whether it's in the healthcare um, industry or counselors like you say or whatever that are there are trained to help but it's getting the help is the, it's the first and the most important yeah. step because a lot of people are just too prideful yeah. um, to say and to acknowledge that they have, they have something that they need to deal with. Acknowledgement is a big one. You've got it. Yeah. And once you get past that step, that is when you can heal. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. That's what I've always found. And I've, I've personally always found it a bit harder as a guy to talk about my feelings. I find that there's just so much pressure, uh, pressure for a, a guy to keep everything inside. Absolutely. You know, be a man. Be yeah. tough. Don't cry. That's but sometimes right. crying is what makes it feel makes yourself feel better. Absolutely. Sometimes talking about most always sorry, it's talking is always what makes it feel better. You, it's what opens things up and it makes you it makes you feel better. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. And Bell, uh, Bell, let's talk day is coming up on the twenty fifth, I believe. And what is that? Bell, let's talk. Bell, let's talk. Bell, Does let's it have talk. to do with children, or uh, it's, t it's just to do with mental illness itself? Okay. Every uh, message sent via text, or on Twitter, on Facebook, on any social media site, with the hashtag Bell, let's talk. Okay. Um, with every hashtag, um, Bell donates five cents that day to um, mental health okay. initiatives. And uh, that's coming up, and uh, it's it's great. I hope I plan on uh, putting some things out on social media myself. Good. To uh, try to raise awareness around mental health and to and to uh, use that uh, Bell Let's Talk hashtag to uh, get some more funding for mental health initiatives. Absolutely, I totally agree with you. I think there's a lack of funding for mental health uh, awareness. Yeah. Absolutely. The government can only do so much. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. The government is taking definitely great strides in the area. Mm -hmm. But 
it's not everything can be done with the amount of money that the government gives out. No, and that's where you know communities have to step up to the plate and do what they can for their for their members Fair that point. are suffering with Definitely. these issues, right? Um, it can be under the form of different things. It can be fundraisers uh, under the form of uh, of concerts or, I don't know, a bake sale or a, a silent auction. There's so many things, right? Say if there was a list of safe people that they could call. Absolutely. That's a really good idea. Yeah. like there's Keep that under your hat. Like there's <laughs> yes, definitely. That, that would be a cool initiative to see done here in this area. And there's also uh, sur suicide prevention hotlines out there, uh, 1-800 numbers, toll-free numbers that yeah. you could call to just to talk. Yeah. And I think that is great because um, even though it's not a person one-on-one, -on -one, you're still getting that you're still getting that effect of of release and um, and uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Like release and um, Uh, I'm trying to think of what you're. Yeah, like you're still you're trying to open up mm -hmm. to. Um, you're, you're trying to get uh, help. You're trying to heal, mm -hmm. and this these hotlines are a way to open up and to heal and to uh, just talk about your feelings, talk talk mm -hmm. about what you deal with, talk about uh, your illness, and, and to somebody who is not going to uh, judge you who's never going to uh, exactly. criticize Judging you. Is a someone is one. going to say, well, maybe you should just take a nap and you'll feel better after yeah. your nap. <laughs> or, no. <laughs> or you're just feeling sad. You'll be better tomorrow. That's not how it works. No, judging is a big one. And also the fact that um, mental health can uh, can happen to anyone. You know, anyone. It's not like when you look in the movies and you see those people that are like crazy and doing different things. and. No. It can happen to anybody, you know, of all walks of life. Because also one thing that sometimes people seem to think is that it just happens to homeless people, right? And it doesn't. It can happen to, to anyone. anyone. And uh, often mental health issues are, are uh, started all with ages. a trigger. Absolutely. As well. Like as, as in your song, I'd, it started with a, a death of, of a very close loved one. Yeah. And uh, that was the trigger for... Uh, what your sister had to go through. Yeah. yeah. If you could give a message to anyone out there uh, struggling right now with mental illness, what could you give them? Any words of support? Um, to acknowledge that something is going on and to know that the help is out there. Like you say, even if you start with your... I think having a, a safe list of people to call I think is a brilliant idea and from then on you know the networking will start where the person will connect this person to another to another to another, another. but definitely to acknowledge and to know that help is out there yes. but they just need to reach out just reach out make that first step the way one of my philosophy in life and I, I it's something I've been you know, having in my life ever since, oh my God, I don't know, my teenage years is that take baby steps. Definitely. And then you'll get bigger steps. Yes. Once you take the first step uh, done and down pat, 
then that is when you're able to uh, just say climb the next step of the ladder and uh, move on up and uh, you're able that's when you start to heal that's when you start to to feel happiness again yeah because you don't feel judged because other people know and they're there to help you you don't feel alone right and that's i thank you for the opportunity to to um, interview me today about this subject because it's something that i feel it's like it's it's very close to my heart because of what happened in the past and because of some of my friends dealing with mental health issues mm. no problem anytime really thank you it's um it was a great pleasure to have you here thank you and uh you can listen to some of natalie's music uh, pretty soon on the sheet harbor radio everyone have a wonderful day and if, if you are suffering from mental health please know that there are support networks out there if you need help and if if you don't even want to go to the support networks we at sheet harbor radio are here for you no matter what we are here for you if you don't feel that you want to talk to somebody that you don't know, talk to us. We are a community radio station. We're uh, we don't typically we're not exactly a hotline, but we're here. We're here to help you. We're here to make make you happy, and and we're always open for somebody to uh, reach out to us if they want to talk about about their life, if they want to get something off their chest, you know. Mental health is mental health. We need everyone needs to uh, find an outlet for it somehow. And uh, if you need to contact us, you can do that. Thanks a lot, and everyone, please support uh, Bell Let's Talk Day. It is happening on the twenty fifth. Thank you all for listening to this wonderful interview. Thank you. And uh, have a wonderful day.